you're thinking, weren't you the guy that I fell in love with and held hands and kissed tenderly? And you're standing there looking and you're going, how do I help this person? What can I do? And you become so upset in yourself that you're failing as a partner. And so this is why I am so, so adamant about people getting resolution to their, their relationship with their loved one who's depressed because I don't want people to get in a rough spot like I did because you don't see solutions. I want you to know you don't have to struggle with this person who has depression. There is resolution. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back, everyone. I am so happy to be here this week. I have a very, very special guest with me, Paige Stevenson. She's joining me from Vancouver, Canada, and I have a deep affection with our neighbors north of the border. So I'm glad that uh, virtually we can share a room and share a conversation today. We're going to be exploring her work to support families in pretty difficult situation and I'll let her further explain that but first let me introduce Paige. She is a natural born intuitive leader, inspirational speaker, workshop facilitator, best-selling author and successful business owner of over 20 years as the intuitive advisor. Paige is also a certified advanced angel empowerment practitioner in AEP and certified angel hands-on healer. Paige's greatest joys is to helping families find peace around their depressed loved one. Her two-day peaceful interactions program assists families who want a better way to communicate with their loved one who is depressed by providing the family the necessary holistic tools to return themselves to more joy and happiness. And that's why I'm so excited to have joy. I'm sorry, <laughs> there's a lot of joy in the room. I'm excited to have Paige with us today because especially given this year in 2020, it's been a very difficult time for so many people and people who previously might've felt very secure and comfortable in their mental space, shall we say, are finding more difficulty. And so I think it's so important to know what resources are available, certainly for families who want to reach out and support a loved one who needs extra love and support. So Paige, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Susie. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so um, pleased that you're conducting these podcasts, whoever's on with you, because just the more we are out there, the more we can help. So thank you for this opportunity. It is, it's my absolute pleasure. I agree. I think, you know, we're in a world where we feel like there are many resources and we can just Google them. And I really believe that it's so important to understand what you're looking for. And sometimes the best solution might be something you don't even know that you're looking for. So this is a great way. My intention is really to bring awareness to opportunities and solutions that people might, might not otherwise be aware of. Yeah. So um, I'd love to hear a little bit about um, how you came into this practice. The work that you do sounds like a true calling. How were you drawn to provide this special kind of support? 
that's a great question because what I so I'm a today I'm a very joyful person like not just today but this is how I lead my life and I, I just have so much joy <laughs> so I laugh a lot and it's um, it's hard to believe that at one time I was bedridden uh, for two years with depression uh, was married had kids and had to run my house being depressed and um, then what happened after I got myself better because of the choices I made um, my husband got depressed and to this day he still is depressed he's not my husband anymore but he still is depressed and so I've been on both sides of the fence I've been the depressed and I've been the family member who has a loved one that is depressed so it is an absolute natural fit that I would want to help those that are struggling with what I went through and I just know there is a possibility out there for those that are listening that this can be resolved I want to be very clear I am NOT a medical professional I'm a holistic practitioner and I solved my world holistically so I'll leave it at that for now thank you and thank you for making that clarification as well um, as a holistic practitioner myself um, I believe that there are so many wonderful tools and resources available again that people might not even be aware are available um, and at the same time it's so important to recognize that when you use the tools that you can discover and if you're not making the progress that you need to be making, then of course you need to be reaching out for more support. Don't ever think that, you know, one person is the end of the line. Keep on searching and advocating for yourself or for your loved ones if you find them in this, in this similar sort of situation. So that must have been very difficult. I imagine that must have felt like an interminable struggle to go through for yourself and then to go through that, you know, on the other side of it, experiencing it as, as your husband struggled with the same thing. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to be very transparent. I'm going to tell you there were times when I just wanted to like choke him, like, oh, because his rage was so bad. And yes, he was on, we, just so you know, just to clear the air, both of us went on medication. We, it's not, when I say holistic, it doesn't mean that I wasn't on medication. Because I absolutely agree with the medication, but then there was a way of getting me off the medication through my doctor's advice. So I want to be very clear on that. I'm not saying don't take pills. That's not what I'm saying. Take your medication. So my ex, he was, you know, under a doctor's supervision, but he still had these raging moments. And there were times when it was scary. Like, uh, he was, he never hit me or it, I'm not saying that but you, you know he would just be standing there and his face would be going red and I'd be like oh who is this person because you're thinking weren't you the guy that I fell in love with and you know held hands and kissed tenderly and now and you're standing there looking and you're going how do I help this person what can I do? 
and you become so upset in yourself that you're failing as a partner. And I was just like, ah, oh. and we had kids and it was, it was tough. I'm going to tell you. And so this is why I am so, so adamant about people getting resolution to their, their relationship with their loved one who's depressed because I don't want people to get in a rough spot like I did. It's a really poor space to be in because you don't see solutions. That's why I have this program, Peaceful Interactions, that I put them in. Um, and I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm just selling you on it. Whether you choose me to work with or somebody else, I want you to know you don't have to struggle with this person who has depression. There is resolution. But I will tell you that right now, when you think about it, in the world of alcoholics, they have a group called Al-Anon. That's for the families of the alcoholic. In the world of depression, we don't have a program like that. This is one of the leading programs, my program, out there that is tackling this program or this arena. I'm helping the families because it's the families that have to keep it together while the person is going through their struggles. And, you know, it's my soul's purpose. So this is why this program is so near and dear to me. And I just want to help. I want to be of service and help take away the pain. Because it's sad when you're seeing your loved one and you're at a loss and you're just like, please, let there be something. So that's why I'm so, so passionate about it, Susie. I'm getting a little... <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, as you said, it is your soul's calling. And, you know, I, I see so many people who make a leap leave a long-standing career, really make a big pivot because their experience has been such that they've got to change it for other people. And, and so it, it just resonates. You can't do anything else but try to solve this problem or provide a solution. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a big problem. And, and there's never, you know, a, a silver bullet, a magic solution, a one, a one you know, single cure. I can imagine that um, families who who find themselves in this situation, it's such a relief to be in conversation with someone who understands their struggle, their efforts to do something to support their feeling of inadequacy or just not knowing where to begin. Um, and so just that validation and support, knowing that they're not alone, knowing that there's a community of people who are having the same struggles, and trying to make the same progress must be a big relief. There's so much, there's so much value in community. Yeah. That is huge. That is that's an element of my program is they get into a community of like-mindedness where they can feel supported. But what this is telling them is, oh my gosh, there are other people like me. Because when when you're going through this, you're thinking, how come I'm the only one going through this? You know, like you, you don't know about the other people. 
And so then when you come into a room with the other people, you're looking around going, oh, there are other people. I'm not alone. That in itself, you can feel yourself going, oh, thank you. And that starts adding to your healing. That's what brings such joy when I see these people making the connection going, I'm not alone. Because it's a really, first of all, the whole world of depression, nobody shouts from the mountaintops, I have depression, you know, like it's, we can say, I'm so happy and people want to pay attention. But we don't, we don't show that, oh, you know what? We have a depressed person in our family. No, it's a very silent suffering. So true. There's a lot of shame and there shouldn't be, but there is. And some people are very open about it. You know, oh, Mary has depression, you know, and then other people, how's Mary? She's fine. And it's like, then you hear later that she's, depressed and suffering and you're like why wouldn't you you know no it's a taboo subject and it's sad like this is i don't know if people know of disabilities in canada like i'm talking canada numbers the states is higher but i know canada numbers but in canada of disabilities and i could think of all the disabilities out there and then the mental illness, depression is number one. And nobody talks about it. Mental, well, first of all, mental illness hardly gets talked about in, in the world of, we talk about cancer, you know, we talk about getting people's limbs fixed, they broke their arm, the leg, that's, that's okay, we can talk about that. But when it comes to the mental illness, the schizophrenia, the phobias, the all that mental illness stuff, anxiety is another leg to it. All of those, it's kind of like, yeah, over here, you know. No, it needs to have a bigger voice. And people need to know that it can be remedied. There is resolution out there. However, it's where you are on your journey. Are you ready to talk about it or not? Because everybody's on their little journey. You know, you've heard that frame before. And so where are you on that? Are you wanting to get... Because, you know, if, if, you, if somebody you knew had depression and you were like, oh, I'm going to get them help. And so you rush out and you get the top guy you found on the internet and he comes over and he's going to sit down with your loved one. And the loved one's going, there's nothing wrong. What are you doing? You can't fix somebody if they don't, if they're not ready. I don't like to use the word fixed. You can't remedy. You can't adjust. If the person is sitting there going, no, I'm okay the way I am. And believe it or not, people get in that frame. They've got to get to a point where they're going, in their own mind, they're saying, Something has to change. 
They don't know what it is, but they know something has to change. That's the spark. That's what's going to light the fire up and go, boom. And now they're going to start hearing about people like me or a counselor or a friend that knows somebody or something. As soon as the spark is lit, it starts percolating out there. And then the right information starts coming through. But until that, nope. So that's why I love working with the families. Because the family, all they're trying to do is help. And all they're getting is the wall from them, shutting off, leave me alone. I'm going to my room, leave me alone. I just want to sleep. And the family's going, what? We're doing this and this and this and what? You know, they're not understanding their approach is not effective. That's where I come in. Yes, yeah. I think that perspective is so important because we want to try to fix things. We want to try to solve things. And especially in, in the world in which we work, where, where as you and I support people, we've had to learn in some cases the hard way, you can't offer solutions if people are not looking for them. Mm -hmm. In fact, the more you try to help, the more they will push you away. And so that waiting game is so difficult, but so essential because you don't want to alienate someone. You want to be available and be their resource when they're ready to look for help. And so being in that position must feel interminable to be ready to offer help, just to be ready to offer support, let alone resources and tools to help start that journey towards recovery. But just as you say, until there's that spark, until they're willing to receive it, yeah. that wall, you know, just feeling shot out. And those defenses just get thicker and thicker and thicker when people feel that, you know, there's expectations or I'm disappointing someone or failing my family or, you know, not holding up my side of my career. I've had a discussion with someone um, who also went through a very, very long journey with depression and accidentally found kind of the final magic solution when she radically changed her diet because her husband had diabetes. It wasn't help that she sought for herself. But when they transformed their diet, she accidentally discovered that she wasn't feeling depressed when the season changed and fall meant winter was coming. She's cool. like, why do I think that the trees look pretty? And she had sought help. She was med on different medications for years. She was very mindful and tried, you know, to titrate herself off now and then. And But at the same time, I'm sorry, the point that I was getting to is as a real estate agent, she felt she had to keep it very private, that no one could know, that her clients would not want to hire her, that she would be letting people down. And so then her husband was aware, but very few of their friends. Everyone was shocked when she air quotes, came out of the closet and revealed that she had been working through depression because then she wanted to offer this solution, the support to others that she saw struggling with it. People were, I can't believe that this has been a problem for you. And she'd been suffering for decades. Yeah. So it's, it's so, it's such an important conversation and it's an important conversation to know how to have. Yeah. 
and because it's, it's been kept quiet. It's so sad when um, when I go, well, when we used to have networking events <laughs> and, and, you know, you'd go in the room and there'd be 50 people there and I would just ask the question, who in the room here, either yourself or someone else, you know, has, has or still has, has had or still has depression? And 75% of the room lights up. That's alarming. Powerful awareness. And that's a question that, again, no one is asking because yeah. we're not aware of how widespread this issue is. And it's sad because what people do when they're the depressed one, they've learned how to manipulate themselves so they can go into a room, be this, and then when they're home, they crash. And then guess who has to see that? The family. So the family sees the ugly part. And that's what I want. That's what I help with. And, and you know, I'm going to say it again. I'm not saying you have to work with me. I'd love it. But there are people out there that can give you different approaches on how to work with your loved one. Because the worst thing we want is for you to get sick. Because what can happen for you as the family member is you can start getting pressure across your shoulders. Another term for it is carrying the weight on your shoulders. That's what happens. This band of energy goes across your shoulders and it hurts. It hurts to go up, 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 up. And you're like, oh, I've got that. Another area, especially for the women, is the lower back. The lower back is our family area. So if you're always, oh, my back, oh, and you're like struggling to sit down, oh, I can hardly, you're holding that energy in. Instead of releasing it, you're holding all that angst in the, your physical body, and it's only going to get worse. Through Reiki, you're a Reiki master. You can do the Reiki on them. Like, you need to take care of this vessel. Because as you know, if your family unit goes down because you're getting sick, what's going to happen to your house? That's why I do what I do. We've got to take care of the family unit so that we can remain strong live in joy and happiness and not superficially, like not just, oh, yes, I'm happy. No. So you're in joy and you're like, yes. Oh, I love this. And you know how to act around your depressed one. Not that it's phony or fake, but there is a beautiful way of acting around them so that they feel like they're a part of it and that they're important like every other family member. That's the goal of my world. So it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> 
It must be. It must be to see that process, that um, coming back. Because just as what what I'm thinking of as you're explaining that is, you know, just as the person who is suffering depression puts up that false pretense of normalcy, and as you point out, so important, they go out and they expend all their energy being normal, and then they go home, and their recovery is so intense. You know, they just crash because they've ex- it's every ounce of energy that they have. Right. And, and then for the family too, again, as we were talking about, it's such a quiet um, struggle that they don't feel that they can reach out for help. And so their emotions, they, they certainly can't put them on their family member who is working through this issue. They tend to carry it on themselves. They don't give themselves the time and space to recognize and acknowledge the emotions that they're carrying. And just as you say, that leads to chronic pain as well as disease. Stress is a major underlying component of so many chronic issues that we have from heart disease to diabetes and even laying the foundation for cancer. So it's so crucial to recognize that you're not doing anyone a service by just powering through, just, you know, holding up, you know, keeping up with the Joneses or keeping your game face on and and keeping that nice, pretty facade on for the neighbors or even for your family member who's going through the struggle. Honesty is so essential and letting your emotions be felt and letting them work through is crucial to maintain your own health. In, In the work that I did before I was in holistic health, but I was working with senior clients, what I discovered, what I learned at that point was when one is in the position of caregiver, it's so important to help them be aware that the health consequences so often land on the caregiver because they're not acknowledging their own needs and they're extending themselves to such a degree to provide support for their partner or for a family member that, um, that in many, many cases, you know, their health becomes compromised. And in some cases, unfortunately, the person who in that position of caregiver might pass before the person that they've spent so much time and energy caring for because they just reach that point of complete exhaustion. Yeah. You know, they've, they've lost all their resources. So let me just tell you, you're talking about stressors and yes. uh, what happens when the family member is the female and the depressed one is a male. So the female is um, the family member. And what happens is, if we don't deal with um, the stressors, they get pushed into our body. And this happened to me, as a matter of fact, uh, with my husband. And I kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing in. And then I found that I was really low in energy. And I thought, oh, what's going on? So I go to my doctor and he goes, well, let's take some blood work. So they take some blood work and I get a call. Come back in. We want to talk. Okay. So I go to the doctors and he's like, your iron levels are almost not there. I'm like, oh, well, I eat good food and, you know, and the nurses were there with me and the doctor and they were so compassionate. And they said, whatever you're going through, you're not handling it properly and you're pushing it into your body and it's affecting your iron levels. Your iron is trying to make you stronger 
and the stressors are too great. I'm, I'm not talking medical like they were, but basically my stressors were out trumping the iron levels so that my iron went way down. And as a result, I'm tired. I can hardly get through my day. And in fact, when they were taking the blood, I almost passed out just because I was so exhausted. This is how it can affect your physical body. And you're right, Susie, like stress, it comes in such different waves. And we think we're on top of it. And we're like, I run a household here. I can take care of my children. I can wash the dishes. I can vacuum. I can dust. I can do a job. You know, I can go to the post office. I can do this. I can do that. And in the meantime, we've got this piece over here that's going, I don't want to be nice. And it's like, oh, yes, I'm happy. Yes. Oh, yes. And we've just pushed it in, pushed it in. And this is what we do to ourselves. And part of my program is bringing that awareness to people. What are you pushing in? How is it showing up? You know? Because, yes, your loved one is not well right now. But you're going to start going down the rabbit hole too. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and we need that wake-up call. Yeah. So it's so wonderful to, to see how you've created a way to support the caregivers, essentially, to bring some support and hope to the families. <clears throat> yes. So I would love to know a little bit, you've mentioned your program, and I think that's tremendous, but I believe you have an event coming up in September that might give people a bit of an introduction. Is that? I have a webinar coming up on September 17th at 2 in the afternoon Pacific time. It's a one hour webinar called It's Time to Make a Difference. How to finally engage with your loved one who is suffering with depression. And in there I'm gonna teach you the three tools right there on the spot to assist you with getting engagement with your loved one, an interaction with your loved one. It's a, it's a beautiful introduction on my story, how it plays out, and how now all these pieces that you can do to start the journey. Just get started on bringing back your power, bringing back your strength, and bringing back your love for yourself. This beautiful vessel that is spreading itself a little too thin these days, and you just want to bring it back and make yourself whole and complete. And I particularly want to talk to the men in the audience. I want you to know that this is a safe place to come and explore a little bit. I want you to know that give yourself the gift of wanting to get yourself better. You're already fabulous. Let's make you even better. And I say that with such earnestness because I know the men that have come through already and are in such gratitude. And I especially want to talk to the business owners because I know what it's like when you have your own business and trying to run both worlds. Some piece of it starts failing. 
And that's a stroke on the ego that you're going, what is going on here? What do I need to do? And I want you to choose you. You are the important one. So please join me if you can on September 17th at 2 p.m. Pacific. And I'll leave the details with uh, Susie. Yep, we'll have those in the show notes. Okay. We'll leave it there. And, you know, you paid attention to this call for a reason. And I had the beautiful opportunity through Susie to share my world. And it touches Susie's world too. Like she's got an expertise there also. The two of us, we came together for a reason. And now you're listening to this. And you've stayed this long. I just want to make it known. It's all for a reason. And I cannot thank you enough, Susie, for this opportunity. It's beautiful. When my soul's purpose is being shared by the world through somebody else, that's like, yes, I'm so happy. Yay. Yes. And we live in yes. all over me. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly. Um, and I, 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 it makes me think of, of the saying, when the student is ready, the master appears. And just as Paige said, her program is not the only resource, but if it speaks to you, if it's a solution that can serve you, this could be the solution that you've been searching for. If it just means that you open up your search and find other solutions that you haven't discovered yet, Hallelujah. (laughs) Let's open the door to that process of recovery. Um, Let's not keep stacking the deck against recovery and connection and seeing the light that is ahead because there are some turns in the road and it feels like the struggles may be insurmountable. There are solutions and there are people who are there willing to help you. And so if you catch this episode after September of 2020, Paige's information will still be in the show notes. So please check out her website because events are ongoing. She runs these webinars and it's not In some cases, you may have experienced where you hop on and you get half of the information and, you know, you sit through a lot of story and not a lot of solution. Paige's heart is leading her to share this information. So please, um, if you have the opportunity to check out this uh, this presentation or another one in the future, I invite you and, um, and definitely come with an open mind and an open heart. Thank you so much, Susie. You are a blessing to the world, and it's people like you that help people like me get our message out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. These conversations are such a gift. So thank you for being a part of it, Paige. I'm Mm. so glad that our paths have crossed, and I I know we'll have some good adventures together in the future. So until our next episode, when we continue the conversation, I'm wishing you well. Thank you so much. Thank you, Susie. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one. 
and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining. <laughs>